welcome to the Produce Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Nickel, and we have a very special guest today. Annette Maggi is the Retail Accounts Manager for the Produce for Better Health Foundation. She works closely with many retail dietitians across the country on strategy for increasing produce consumption and sales. And many of those folks were at PBH's annual Consumer Connections Conference this last week. And the goal of that event is to bring together folks from a variety of sectors to discuss growing overall produce consumption. Annette and I spoke about some of the incredibly creative ways that retail dietitians are working with produce, with e-commerce, with marketing, and other divisions in their companies to not only drive produce sales, but help people really shift their habits to automatically include more produce on a regular basis in the context that they are already familiar with. This is a discussion you do not want to miss. I really believe suppliers can can gain a lot and further not only their goals for their own company, but for produce as a whole by looking at how to partner uh, with these really talented retail dietitians. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Annette Maggi. Annette, thank you so much for being here with us today. Of course, we're in Scottsdale for yeah. the PBH Consumer Connections Conference. Uh, we just got done with the education sessions today and all kinds of cool stuff. Obviously, a big contingent of the folks who are here are retail dietitians. Uh-huh. And I know you you are a dietitian yourself, and I'm told have been a mentor to many of the retail dietitians who are here. Yeah, I tend to work a lot with this group of professionals and um, really admire the work they're doing to bring important information, but just to really help consumers get more produce in their cart at the end of the day and really impacting consumers at that point of purchase where they're making purchase decisions. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe a lot of folks who who aren't as familiar with what a retail dietitian does may think, you know, mostly in terms of nutrition information, right? But um, just from the, the little bit that I've interacted with these folks, the marketing and the integration uh-huh. with the produce division, what are some of the, the cool things that you've seen in that regard? I would say, you know, definitely since the pandemic too, retail dietitians have pivoted to doing amazing work really to help consumers make better choices in the grocery store. Um, E-commerce is one area. We know that about 50, 50, I think the data was 56% of retail dietitians are actually working with their e-commerce teams to help promote healthier foods in e-com. So that shopper who is going online and can't touch produce maybe, or how do they select produce in that environment, but also how do they actually choose items and they're cooking at home more. We're seeing dietitians doing shoppable recipes that link directly to e-commerce. So you can drop those items directly into the cart. They're doing banner ads. Um, One of my favorite examples is at Harmon's Grocery Stores, which is out of Utah, and they have dietitian curated bundles. So if the shopper is, for example, looking for heart healthy options or they have a bundle curated for athletic performance, um, the dietitians have selected a variety of products. So the consumer who's shopping online can go to that bundle and just drop those items directly into their shopping cart. Mm -hmm. So it's really been amazing what retail dietitians are doing now. You've probably seen cook-alongs and live streams of how to do different quick, short, easy recipes. Retail dietitians are doing a lot of cook-alongs now, helping their shoppers be more impactful about and conscientious really about the choices they're making and the recipes they're making at home as they're cooking at home more. So a lot of really impressive things that the retail dietitians are doing. Yeah. 
it sounds like the COVID kind of gave everybody a chance to really lean in on all the digital tools and social tools and all those things even more than ever. Yeah. So one great example, you know, retail dietitians have been doing store tours forever. That's kind of a core element that um, they've done, but typically live in the stores, right? But now doing them virtually. So how do they actually walk that shopper through the store, um, but in a virtual environment, but still having the same impact? They're also taking actual texts. Like you can text a retail dietitian to get advice, wow. ask a quick question. Some retailers are offering that service now. Um, so a lot of different options, actually. That is that is amazing. Yeah. That's so crazy. Because I, I know we talk a lot in, in produce retail and retail in general about personalization. Uh-huh. I mean, that's about as personal it gets to say, you know, ask a question as what, I mean, is it, is it health specific or even something is, is like, what's a different way I can make broccoli? Yeah, I would say, you know, when we think about retail dietitians, they're really trying to help people make those better choices in the store, but it could be nutrition related. It could be honestly preparation related. It could be, you know, selection, storage, all of those things. Like when you think about produce, what's a substitute for an item? You know, if I don't have this at Mm -hmm. home, but I want to make this, what can I substitute? So it's really pretty comprehensive around health and food, food safety. You know, food safety is a topic that's really risen through COVID. Um, People are just so much more concerned about that. Um, But that's another topic that they might address as well. Very neat. And what are some of the things that you have seen over the years as as PBH has had this conference in terms of kind of what is learned as these retail dietitians from across the country can have these conversations amongst themselves about, you know, what they're doing in different places? Uh I think there's so much sharing when the dietitians are here, especially among non-competing retailers to say, how can we leverage what you're doing, learn more about what you're doing? But I think the other piece of what PBH is really leaning into and what we saw at this year's conference is the habit formation piece. So how can retail dietitians help consumers make those choices and build new habits and build habits that will sustain them? Things like we're talking about today of how do you automatically just ensure that certain produce items are always in the online shopping cart, for example. Um, but I think for a lot of the retail dietitians I've talked to today, that idea of habit formation around fruit and vegetable consumption is something they're really taking away and going back to their stores and saying, how can we implement this in a lot of the different things that we do at retail, whether it's on the circular um, banner ads, like I said, in mm-hmm. e-commerce, but throughout all their executions, how do they drive towards that habit formation with produce consumption. Yeah. And I know one of the things that that popped to my mind when I was thinking about that is, of course, most retailers have their rewards program, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, man, it would be really cool if, you know, there were retail, I, I think maybe it could be kind of a holistic marketing strategy, right? Where you say, hey, as, as a retailer, we're really trying to make our community healthier. So for and maybe it's National Fruits and Veggies Month in September, you know, maybe it's different occasions throughout the year, you have a, in your reward points, you know, double points for fresh fruits mm-hmm, and vegetables mm-hmm. or something, you know, what, what are some, what are some other things you think that kind of go into that, that habit forming uh, ecosystem or of options? <laughs> you know, a really interesting example that I heard about recently was a retailer that is actually, um, following Google search terms by zip codes of their stores. And then they're building end caps and displays based on those foods that are trending high 
on those search terms in Google by zip code, by store. When you talk to you about personalization, like that's amazing when it comes to personalizations, right? So we have, the, I, I, I did a presentation on this recently and we joked about 90210, the most famous zip code, right? <laughs> but we're using zip codes in a whole new way now, wow. right? But that's amazing, like how they're using data. Yeah. When you talk about shopper loyalty data, um, uh, Lab Laws in Canada is really interesting. Uh, their dietitians do one-on-one -on -one consults with their shoppers, but they give their shoppers points back when they do those appointments back. If they do an appointment with a retail dietitian, then they get points on their loyalty card. And there are certain promotional times of the year where you get double points or you get, you know, but it's a great incentive for the shoppers to meet with those dietitians. That is so cool. Cause that's that's another thing that I thought of when when we're hearing about the the habit forming is the gamification, right? Mm -hmm. Like what are the things that you can do to make it? I I think of like the the Weight Watchers app now they call it WW, but they recently changed it where when you have a cup of non-starchy veggies, you get points added to mm -hmm. your budget for the week just because they they know they're like, okay, you know, even if that gives you more points that you want to spend on pizza you know, working more of those, those green vegetables, those non-starchy vegetables, you know, into your diet, that's going to be a win long-term. Absolutely. And I just, I think, oh my gosh, like what else, what okay. else can be built like that? Right. Cause mm -hmm. that's so, so much opportunity. I think retailers are becoming so much more sophisticated in their use of data for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think you will see more of those kinds of opportunities around gamification as time goes on. And as it all becomes more sophisticated for sure. And what, what's been kind of your takeaway from, because I, I know one of the things that we talked about a little bit was uh, obviously with the habit forming, right, is, is what goes into those decisions. And a lot of times we're not thinking about, okay, you know, this, this is what I need for my long-term health. When uh -huh. we're deciding uh -huh. in the moment, we're thinking, well, what do I want now? Or maybe what will help me tonight? Or, or well, I have to work out tomorrow. So <laughs> maybe what do I eat for tomorrow? But it's so, so to speak to more than health, right. And some mm -hmm. of those other things to layer in, what, what have you found that folks have had the most success with in addition to talking about the nutrition mm -hmm. elements? Yeah. And I think when we think about produce, everybody knows produce is healthy. And so it's not necessarily selling produce with health, right. But the produce for better health foundation too, talks a lot about the feelings that people have about what they're doing. So parents can feel great pride when their kids eat that vegetable at dinner or when the lunchbox comes home from school and the fruit has been eaten, right? And so we like to think more about that emotional tug for people of what matters to them. Do they, you know, do they have a daughter or son getting married this summer? And so they want to look and feel their best for that mm -hmm. wedding. So how do you try and really position it in that way? Um, Hi V out of a retailer out of the Midwest based in Des Moines, Iowa, last summer did a program called Bump to Babe. And so they did nutrition and fertility, nutrition during pregnancy, and wow. then nutrition of infants. Um, but a great way to say this is a really important time in people's lives, especially if it's a first baby, right? Um, but how do you really take that time in their life when they want to do their best, right? They want to make sure that they're doing everything possible, Um but a great way to really tie in fruits, vegetables, other healthy foods that complement that to make sure a really positive outcome yeah. and starting that baby's life off. Right. So that's a great example of a retailer program for sure. Oh, that's fantastic. Cause that, like you said, that leans into health, but makes it for 
a really specific purpose, mm-hmm. a, a finite amount of time, but you're forming habits during that time, exactly. right? It's long enough exactly. you're kind of getting those things, you know, all in motion. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. What are what are some of the things that you're seeing people do today that probably would have been harder to execute or, you know, maybe not even on the radar even five years ago? I feel like there's probably been a lot of changes even in that mm-hmm. time frame. One of my favorite new programs actually is um, when you think about trends that are emerging or have emerged over the past couple of years, you know, because so many people are eating at home now, mm-hmm. meal planning has come back. Like I think about when mm-hmm. I was in college as a dietitian and meal planning was something we were taught. How do you educate people on oh. meal planning? But it's back yeah. and it's popular. But HEB out of Texas now has an option where um, consumers can sign up for, I think it's a half hour, 45 minute consult with their dietitians to do meal planning. Oh, cool. I mean, that's amazing, yeah. right? But it's really helping people build habits. Mm-hmm. It's helping them get healthier foods in, including fruits and vegetables. Yeah. Um, but seeing that need, knowing that meal planning is trending, but seeing that need in their shopper base and responding mm-hmm. to that need has been really impressive by retailers, including HEB in that yeah. example. Oh, that's super. Well, and like, again, we come back to the personalization because it's like, you know, I can find a meal plan online, but if it so happens, I don't like shrimp, right? Or I don't, I don't eat, uh, I don't eat a certain cut of beef or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, like, I think that's one of the things that traditionally has probably been a barrier for people, mm-hmm. right? As they look at the list and they're like, well, I don't have that on hand or that's kind of expensive or my kids won't eat that. Right. Exactly. But when you have those conversations, it's like all that's gone. You know, well, and I think the power of doing it at the retailer you shop at is that then you can tie in items that are on promotion or on sale mm-hmm. in the circular. And the dietitians are so tied into knowing yeah. what is on ad this week. Where do we have promotions? Because the reality is today, the cost of food is important to everybody. Yes. And so that's a really important piece too. that doing it with your retailer allows you to pull in those elements for sure. Very cool. Well, and I'm glad that you you mentioned a, a moment ago too the the mental health as well as the physical health mm-hmm. and those feelings of of happiness and pride and energy and all those good things that are more immediate benefits mm-hmm. of eating fruits and vegetables and talking about those things. You know, how do we work that into packaging or signage or you know social media posts or or some of those different things? Because I. I think that's, like you said, a a powerful thing when it's a motivator that's a little bit closer to where we're at now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think if you can give people those tangible benefits that are meaningful to them, it'll help them create those habits and make them repeat that behavior for sure. Well, because I was thinking about um, the the lady who gave the presentation this morning. Oh, Wendy Wood, right? Mm-hmm. Wendy yeah, Wood. Dr. Wood. Yeah. Yeah. And she was, she was talking about, you know, the things that are, are naturally habits for us, right? Or we don't think about brushing our teeth in the morning. Or mm-hmm. I, I was thinking, I was like, okay, you know, what, what else is like that? What else do I do, you know, completely unconsciously and putting on deodorant, right? And I mm-hmm. thought, what, what's the reward of putting on deodorant? I'm like, oh, peace of mind, because you don't have to worry about smelling throughout mm-hmm. the day. I mean, there's so many of those, like in understanding those attachments, I think is so valuable. Um, and most of us, um, you know, I, I never would have thought about that, right. In terms of how, how I eat other than I've, I've been on my own health journey in the mm-hmm. last couple of years and really deconstructing those things. Um, and starting to understand like, what are the environmental things going on? Mm-hmm. You know, what are the things that make it easy or that make it hard? Um, and, and looking at those, those barriers, 
I think it's so valuable that that PBH is really tapping into this and, mm-hmm. and getting people talking about this. Well, and one of the interesting ideas, you know, PBH does um, quarterly toolkits for health influencers okay. to give them ideas of yeah. what's a new way you can promote produce or what's seasonally appropriate and some of those things. But um, uh, April Sims, who's a dietitian at Rouse's in Louisiana, um, she and I had some back and forth dialogue about she wanted to do something on kind of a pantry clean out, but also a how do you then make produce more visible Ooh. and more accessible for your family members? So things like we talked about, you know, cutting up fruits and vegetables into small containers that your kids could just grab on their way to a sports practice or whip in their lunch quickly, or even an adult could take in the car in the morning as they're driving to work. But she was going to do a segment on that, um, a virtual segment on that for her shoppers of how do you really make this super accessible and super mm-hmm. easy and that's about habit formation, right? Yes, yes, that that makes so much sense. And and to the the presentation and getting in the habit of a little bit of presentation, like I've heard folks talk about, you know, clear containers yes. for the fruits and vegetables in the refrigerator. Um, you know, t- talking with lots of merchandisers over the years, I found myself starting to want like colorful plates, and then take the oranges out of the bag and kind of arrange them, right, and put them with the kiwi and get the bananas in there for the color break, yeah, and that's like. Awesome. You know, just some of those things that and and sharing those things, you know, with shoppers, I mm-hmm. think it starts to make sense. Right. And yeah, um, all those little I, I've read so many little tips and tricks on how to, again, just when um, when Wendy talked about habit formation, make it easy mm-hmm. and give yourself a reward. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the, uh, yeah. the other thing that I thought was interesting today is, you know, we all all think about cost benefit. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, there are certain items in a grocery store that might be more expensive, but in the long run, less expensive because they save you time or energy. And I think about fresh cut produce yeah. and I will often I I will admit I don't love cleaning and cutting mangoes. I will buy the fresh cut <laughs> mangoes because it's done for me. And then but it's easy, right? Yeah. They're cut into very nice easy bite pieces that you can grab and go. But that's another area of the store where retail dietitians are promoting a lot of the convenience of fresh cut. If you don't want to spiralize your own zucchini, Mm -hmm. we have it available. If you don't want to rice your own cauliflower, it's available. So how do you help save time and energy for consumers by making some of those produce items more accessible and just ready to to use in a recipe or to cook at home? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I, I think, um, uh, thinking of hy V, I'm in the Kansas City area, so we've oh, yeah, got hy V's around us, and I think their program is called Shortcuts, if uh-huh. I remember it correctly. It is, yes, that's exactly what it's <laughs> yeah. called, yeah. And so that, like you said, that whole idea of communicating the, the time savings, like, uh-huh. you know, what, what are you buying? Well, you're buying fresh cut produce, but you're also buying some of your time back, right? Exactly. And it's the thing, too, is like, oh, most of the time, it being easier makes us more likely to eat mm-hmm. it. I mean, even thinking about the the food waste side of things, you know, sometimes it's, I know for me, the, um, you know, the broccoli f- florets that come in the bag that you yes. can toss in the microwave. Yes. I think to myself, okay, you know, it'd probably be, a, you know, maybe, maybe I'd save a little money if I got the whole broccoli and I cut it cut up off. and I prepared it a different way or mm-hmm. I, you know, microwaved it, steamed it a different way. But man, I'm more likely to eat it mm-hmm. when I get it in the easy format. Yes, you know? exactly. Yeah. I would agree. I don't, we don't often talk about too, uh, I think 
some communication is focused on families and obviously families are an important demographic for retail grocery stores. But when you think about older adults too, and I think about my mother-in-law who spent years of her life cooking family meals, but now it's just her. Mm -hmm. And so she doesn't like to cook as much. So some of those shortcuts when it comes to produce really help her get more produce in. And so I see great value in that for a lot of different age groups that are shopping in the grocery store. Oh, absolutely. Well, in, in thinking about value as a whole, um, it's so encouraging to me to, to see, um, you know, throughout this conference and talking to you, all the different retailers who have invested in having people really focused on this, uh-huh. you know, on the nutritional aspects, but also like overall, how do we get folks, you know, to, to get more of this in their carts? Uh-huh. And um, I, some of the different services that you've been talking about, whether it's, you know, having folks be able to, to text a question or be able to get the one-on-one consultation or the virtual store tours. I'm, I'm very much of the mindset that, you know, as a retailer, if you can become a true resource Mm -hmm. to your shoppers, rather than just a place they have to go into to get the thing that they actually Mm -hmm. want to buy, right? Mm -hmm. That's a game changer. I mean, that's how you stand out and you last long term in this day of tons of price and Mm -hmm. tons of competition and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's really, I I get really excited hearing about all those different things that are going on. Yeah. I think the personal touches too. And I know that there are some retailers who have dietitians who do one-on-one consults for Mm -hmm. shoppers, similar to HEB meal planning, but also whether you maybe have diabetes or were just diagnosed with heart disease Mm -hmm. or those kinds of things, and you need help in understanding how do you shop the grocery store? What should you be looking for? But they will tell you that the value of that is that you've created a shopper for life. And that's so important to retailers. It's a very competitive business. And so that idea is so beneficial to the, to the industry and to those individual retail companies. Now you've, you've been, you're the, the expert in this area. And so, and, and I know that, um, I, I think my, my instinct is that probably CPG companies, you know, maybe over the years have been a little more plugged in and, and thinking about, you know, we want to, want to emphasize the health. We want to work with, you know, the digital folks at the the grocers and all those kind of mm-hmm. things. How is fresh produce doing compared to CPG in terms of working with retailers, with retail dietitians in particular, and kind of taking advantage of all those different touch points? Yeah, that's a great question. And I do see that more and more the industry is kind of looking at how do we build partnership yeah. all the way back to the farm and the producers and CPGs and retailers onto the consumer's plate, right? So we're seeing a lot of partnership broadly across that. I would say CPG companies definitely want to partner with health and wellness programs at retail, but so do produce managers. They understand the power of that trusted, credentialed health professional giving advice to that shopper at the point of purchase. And that's the real power of dietitians at retail is, you know, they say, I think that, I mean, the vast majority of consumers don't make shopping lists. I mean, e-commerce changes that a little bit, but still, you know, you're not necessarily shopping with a list. You're deciding when you're looking at items, either in the brick and mortar store or on the online shopping list, and you're trying to make a decision then. So if you can have that advice of a dietitian, some of the people today were talking about swaps, like, can you do swaps in the sidebar, which is a great idea. So you usually buy this one, this one is a little bit healthier if you want to make that choice, you know, and so those kinds of activations, but I equally see produce companies really being interested in partnering with retail dietitians. And we have a lot of activity going on at this conference in discussing those partnerships. I think that's part of the power of what PBH does is brings together those collaborations Mm -hmm. for sure. 
Very cool. And I'm glad you mentioned the, the produce managers, because that's the other thing I was thinking is, um, I know sometimes within retail, probably within any business, right? Sometimes you have divisions that they kind of work within themselves and, mm-hmm. and we're doing this over here and you guys are doing that over there and that's fine. But you know, you do your thing, we'll mm-hmm. do our thing. Mm-hmm. Um, is are though, what advice would you give for maybe retail dietitians who are newer or, you know, are, are trying to, to, to partner more closely with their produce division or, or different organizations, um, you know, within their organization to kind of break down those walls, you know, mm-hmm. pre- present things in a way that like it, it speaks the language of the people who are responsible yeah. for the dollars and cents too, right? Yeah, exactly. What I always recommend to retail dietitians is to understand the pain points of that particular area of the store, right? So what are they struggling with? Where are their barriers to increasing sales or higher consumption? And then how can you leverage your skills, you know, your knowledge of health and well-being to really impact that in a positive direction Um, and to really help, you know, you can help drive sales at your retailer at the same time, improving health of the nation, right? Mm -hmm. Those aren't mutually exclusive. And so they can do both of those together. And I think it's a lot about, you know, you know, this, there are produce managers who've been in the industry for 20, 30 years. They're very knowledgeable about their category. And so sometimes I think retail dietitians need to take the approach to learn from them. Help me understand your business better. Um, I was talking to a retail dietitian maybe a week ago who had, is a part of her onboarding, spent a week in the stores just to better understand the operation at the store level, including produce, right? But that really shows that you care about their business, that you want to be integrated into it. You want to help. You want to be part of the team, but you have to understand the business to be able to say, how do we partner Mm -hmm. to positively impact produce sales, for example? That makes sense. Well, Annette, I'm sure I could talk your ear off for uh, for another hour, however long we've been talking. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you visiting with us today and uh, really, really cool, really cool, really interesting, um, invigorating conference this week. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. That wraps us up for today. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week on the Produce Retail Podcast.